0: Arboretum. The Arboretum was such uh, a wonderful treat to be out there all summer, a few hot Sundays. Um, for those of you on setup teams, you know how much um, is involved and how much sweat goes into making those summer Sundays happen. Um, so it's nice to be back here um, inside as we started getting ready, like just a reminder of the Lord's provision over and over again to be in this place, to be in the varsity. Um, which is really our, our home base, right? The church is not, it is not set in four walls. We know that. For us, the varsity is simply a gathering place for us because as the church, we get to go out and we think of this as, as our, our teaching space or our, our lobby even um, to Franklin Street, which is our hallway to get to have classrooms in other businesses around the community and in homes. So the church is always on the move. And from the very beginning of Love Chapel Hill, our name has been our mission, to love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus. And so we're going to dig into that. What does it mean for us uh, to love with the heart of Jesus? And in order to do that, really defining, that is the defining part of who we are. So asking that question of ourselves, who are we? That is the series that we are going to dig into the um, over the next several weeks. And so today, I'm going to open us up with scripture from 1 John. Um, and this is so much of the foundation. Like if I could... Ki- commend any book to you to read, like, from the Bible as we are going through this series. Um, First John would be that. I wanted to just read the whole thing to you today, but that probably is not necessarily necessary, and you would be asleep before um, we got there. My kids like when I read them to sleep, so um, something something about my voice, I don't know, um, So I'm going to try not to put you to sleep today. So hang with me. We're going to go through just a couple of verses of 1 John that really capture putting these these verses together um, are going to be our guide and foundation for us. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we are to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Whoever claims to live in him must live as he did simply this, God is love. Lord Jesus, as we come into your word, as we begin this journey together, let your Holy Spirit just open our hearts to what you want to do, open our minds to new adventures, and new adventures with you. Let us discover more of who you are, and in doing so, God, discovering more of who we are. That together, as a church family, we might live out this calling to love one another, to love as you first loved us. Pray this in your mighty and holy name, Jesus. So who are we? Who am I? Who are all 'all? (laughs) y'all? These are questions of some self-discovery. Has anyone been on a journey of self-discovery at any point in their life, right? Okay, this is a little bit of a trick question. If you're living life, we are discovering by day, right? Every every minute of every day is discovering. Um, Sometimes it's more intentional for us than others, We can get intentional about that and finding finding ourselves. And sometimes we find ourselves looking in the wrong places. But those two are steps on this journey of discovering who we are and in doing that, discovering who God is. When I think about discovering who we are, I can't help but think about this period of adolescence. Um, and adolescence, this period of moving from childhood to adulthood. Y'all, I have two daughters um, entering adolescence right now. So um, as, as we journey through this season of life, um, your prayers are, mean all the more um, to me. And to see that discovery, to see the unfolding literally by day at 12 years old and 10 years old, you know, the world somehow changes overnight, <laughs> um, and it is, it is an adventure, and it is a journey that we are on, and each of us walk through that period of our life. For some of us, it may, have, it may bring fond memories. For others of us, it may not so much, but it is, it is something that we endure together, and as a church family, we actually are going to be celebrating this October— 13 years of Love Chapel Hill. Yes. right. you we have been in this place um, and this being our home for that entire season. And it is just beautiful as we get to come back in here every fall, remembering the story and the journey of how it all happened. If you want to know more about that, I would love to tell you, but I'll just say it was six days before we were supposed to have our first service that we got the keys to this place, and it had been closed for over six months. So you can imagine all that went into that. So as we get to come back in here, it brings all of those memories back up um, of, of getting to uh, worship together in this place. But y'all, 13, that's pretty squarely adolescence. <laughs> Um, And so as a church family, we are also growing and we are moving forward in a way that the Lord is helping us in this season to ask those questions, who are we? If we are living out this mission to love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus, what does that look like? How does it express itself? And so, together, we are embarking on this eight week series that we are going to intentionally explore and discover who we are as the beloved of all creation, as followers of Jesus, and as a church family together to live out this mission. We live in a culture that is starved for and searching for authenticity. People who are real, people who are not hiding behind personas or false selves. And so together, we are going to seek authenticity to be who God has called us to be. Y'all, there's not a whole lot in um, the the realm of uh, state legislature that um, we might all agree on. However, the state motto of this great state of North Carolina Anybody? Beautiful. Y'all, your history teachers are so proud right now. Um, That's right, and that's exactly it. To be rather than to seem. And so that is a part of discovery, right? That we can truly be, not just seem, but to truly be. To be who God has called us to be. Um, on this adventure, and as we are in this season of adolescence as a church family, um, there is um, a set of staff that I want to introduce you to that we are, we are on this journey together. And as we think about adolescence, um, we get to meet these staff folks uh, on the screen with a little journey through our own adolescence. So um, first, I want to introduce to you Carolyn Martin. Um, So we've got some photos. Yep, yep. Um, So our administrative director, um, who through the ages had um, intents to join a garage band. Um, But then, I mean, I can't help but see Carolyn, like so much of who she is today, finding an adolescence with her cat. If you all know Carolyn, she has her two cats, uh, waffles and oatmeal, And um, so the picture of that and then holding the teacup, y'all, of course, when I said teacup, she was like, no, no, that was Turkish coffee. (laughs) And if you know Carolyn, Carolyn is all about her coffee. And so like at an early age to discover that. And so Carolyn actually joined us our first Sunday um, at uh, the Old Well when we were holding our services um, on campus before we moved into the varsity. And, um, you all she was with us her four years at UNC and then joined us on staff and has been our administrative director. So Carolyn Martin, um, who's joining us online right now. Carolyn, we love you Um, and (laughs) so, so grateful for you. So if you want to, um, if there's anything you need from an administrative side, if you are giving online and have anything you need to update with that, you can always reach out to Carolyn. If you are just trying to get in touch with any of us at staff, and maybe we're not checking our emails as fast as we might should, um, (laughs) you can reach out to Carolyn and be like, hey, can you give me a hand? But she she can help all things administrative and communications. Y'all, Pastor Allison Otwell... Um who you saw yes, yes, um our pastor of discipleship um and journeying through her emo phases <laughs> of adolescence, I just have to say, Allison, thank you for sharing these pictures i y'all these these are self submitted I did not go digging on facebook, okay, um I did not do that to these amazing staff. um and also, I think you and Carolyn could have been in a band together. Apparently, um, Allison is overseeing our discipleship path, our small group, our small groups, and individual discipleship. That path to becoming more like Jesus. Allison is the go-to resource for us in uh, exploring what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And Pastor Joel Philbrook. Yes, we can give him a hand. Our pastor of care and connections, right? Y'all, so there's a couple of pre-adolescence pictures that I couldn't help but put here because if y'all know Joel and his son Evan, these are like, I thought that was Evan. Um, but from from an early age, Joel knew his Superman identity. And if you know Joel, he is Superman and (laughs) makes so much happen here at Love Chapel Hill and loving and caring for all of us. Um, But then his, what he calls his out of the house phase, like exploring, like to be anywhere but home. Did anybody else have that feeling in adolescence? Um, That was, that was his, his season right here growing up in Southern Virginia um, and, yes, yeah, so Joel is on a much-deserved vacation this week, hanging out with Yogi Bear and Boo Boo at Jellystone. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Dominique Ficklin, um, our pastor for LCH Kids. Yes! Her crazy and goofy faces are um, going to be so perfect for her as she is entering motherhood here in just a couple of weeks. Um, and what she calls her alternative Christian punk band phase, right? <laughs> and so now, like, seeing the women of Love Chapel Hill staff should have been in a band together in adolescence, I think. Um, that would have been a beautiful thing. But uh, so grateful for Dominique and celebrating. She and Andrew are going to be out on maternity leave and paternity leave um, here coming up in just a couple of weeks. See all this, this love on them. Um, as we. Inter- that's right. Amen. Um and then do it I don't really want to do this next one. But um so you know <laughs> Oh my gosh, what is happening right now? What is happening right now? This is authenticity, y'all. We're getting real. I had a cowboy face. Uh There was a belt buckle, and I praise the Lord, my mom could not find a picture right off to send me um, of me with a belt buckle and boots also, but they were there. I'm just going to go ahead and say... (sighs) (laughs) That was i that was my dream then. I was going to work for the park service. Done it. You called it. That is that is it. And then and then my my river outdoor life. So somehow those two like I don't know if they overlapped at all but like then at some point y'all I switched to shorts year round. And um I think I was just done with the Wranglers and um it's like give me shorts for the rest of my life and I will be good. Um, and then vest weather, y'all. Anybody else looking forward to vest weather? Um, it is, uh, it is, that is my time of year. Okay, that's enough of that. Please take those off the screen. Um, <laughs> but that's are your pastoral staff, your staff at Love Chapel Hill, y'all excited for this season of the journey um, together. Then to call on each of us, um, no matter what your What your need is, how we can serve you and love you and um, help navigate this journey of loving with the heart of Jesus. Um, y'all, I'm going to introduce also one of the things I'm excited for in this season of adolescence at Love Chapel Hill um, is a preaching team that is going to be sharing this stage and this responsibility of digging into the word each week so there is a team of eight of us you will see rotating um, on Sunday mornings into this space to teach from God's word. And so um, those folks are up here right now, a dynamic powerhouse team. Um, some of the staff you'll recognize, but Valerie, uh, Bergard, Chris Clark, Caleb Maxson, Elena and Sam Schmidt joining us. Um, For all of you who are up here right now, if you're worrying that I dug into adolescent pictures of you, I did not. So you can take a deep breath right now. (laughs) Y'all, let's give this team a hand, and I'm excited for this series together. They're going to be walking through the next several weeks of what it looks like. To, to live out this mission, to love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus, and specifically digging into the marks of what might we see if this is a reality. Because when, when we are not on mission, we, when we are not living authentically, it becomes apparent really quick, right? Have you seen, have you seen the world around us? Yeah. Mm. Yes, Donna, yes. Um, And even those who claim to follow Jesus, who do not live as he did. And as I look around and I find disappointment with so many that make headlines, I then have to quickly turn and look at myself to find in the mirror even the disappointments of where there are areas of my life that are continually rooted out to find those places of inauthenticity. Jesus wants our whole self. He wants our honesty above anything else. Like, don't bring the hiding. I already know all that it is that you are carrying. I know all of who you are, The mind, the body, the soul, he is in touch with all of it. And so when we open ourselves up honestly to live authentically in his presence, things change. The world around us can change. The beauty of Jesus is that he actually doesn't expect all that much from people who are not committed to following him. For people who are not following Jesus, he is not asking anything of them. But for those of us who are, as 1 John 2, 6, as we read, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did, becoming more like Jesus day by day. In this path of discipleship that Allison is, is leading us on, that we get to dig into his word and it comes to life for us as we share life together. We are formed into his image. Are there places in your own life that you find disconnect? Is there a disconnect between who you are and who you want to be. Disconnect between who you are and who you know God wants you to be. Jesus comes to show us a better way of life, a way of alignment, alignment with him, that even when he promises us that in this world we will have trouble, we can know that he has also said in that same sentence, Behold, for I have overcome the world. And so today is an invitation, an invitation to level up and journey with this community together as we ask these questions and find that better way of life together. Asking, who am I? And who are you? Who are all y'all around me? And then together, who are we? Just a preview of the coming weeks ahead of us. We're going to dig into the life and ministry of Jesus and let Him define who we are. That we are people of intentional incarnation that we put down roots in this place wherever we are to discover what God is already doing in this place. Y'all, there is nowhere we can go that he's not already present. And just as Jesus entered a specific time, a specific place, a specific race, y'all, it was intentional that he came and made his dwelling among us. And so what does it look like for us to be people of intentional incarnation here and now? We are also called to be people of reckless love. That is living with abandonment that we see Jesus throw caution to the wind sometimes in ways that we don't understand in order to express the depth of love that the Father has for us. Radical hospitality, to be people of radical hospitality that creates space for people to have a home, no matter where they're coming from, that the forgotten are the first thought, that the outcasts have a place among us, the people to be people of courageous generosity that just as we prayed in our generosity liturgy, we recognize that all that we have comes from the Lord and we are simply giving back in surrender to what he has done. That as we received, we also get to give and be a part of God's movement in the world. To be people of optimistic grace, To know that grace extends to the deepest and furthest reaches. Where so often we can have this feeling or this expression that someone might be far from God, which is a lie. No one is far from God. It is not possible. And his grace will run and reach into the darkest places that we don't want anyone else to go in our hearts, and he will redeem because of the goodness of who he is. And to be people of transforming faith, faith such that we see transformation in our lives, but the transformation from that faith overflows into the community around us. That as our lives are transformed together, So is the community around us. And so these marks and and exploration of who we are, we're going to explore those together over the next several weeks. And before we embark on that journey, we want to make sure that we first have the gear packed for this journey to know that we have the resources to answer the question, who am I? Because in order to understand who we are, we have to understand who we are as individuals coming together in this community. We can't be an authentic church living into our mission if we are not first authentic people. That as authentic people doing life together, then that overflows into our mission. And so as individuals, just as we read earlier we are called children of God. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 8, and y'all, we just finished our summer in the psalms, but the psalms are not done with us. (laughs) The psalms will continue to come back and be the continual prayer book for the people of God. And so Psalm 8, the psalmist declares the majesty of God, how marvelous his creation, all of the wonders of this world, all of the creation that we see. The psalmist asks the question, who am I? Who is humankind that you would even think of us in your majesty, in the marvelousness of all that you have done? Who am I? And he calls us children of God. Children of God is who we are. 1 John is all about identity and authenticity. In amongst all of the passages, the verses between the ones that we have read today, it says that in this world you will have trouble. And there are people who are going to detract, people who are going to distract, things that are going to distract you from this journey And there are going to be desires that pull you away. But behold, I have overcome it. And so he uh, is calling us into alignment. The echoes to love one another. It is so simple. It is a simple calling to love one another. But it's not easy, it is work but we share the load and we share the burden together. Jesus, in his command to us, where he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And in the same way, love your neighbor as yourself. The key part of that phrase that I keep coming back to, because I need to hear it, is do you love yourself? Can you look in the mirror and say, you are lovely, not because of what you've done, but because of who you are. You are lovely. God makes his dwelling in you. and So how could you not be? You are lovely. Jesus at his baptism, the skies open up, and the Father says, this is my Son, my beloved. In him I am well pleased. And when we find ourselves in him, when we find ourselves in Jesus, as we are baptized and we remember our baptism, he is proclaiming the same over us. You are my beloved. In you I am well pleased. Insert name here. (laughs) It's you. You are my beloved. So if you have not been baptized, if you are looking for that, that moment, maybe for the first time of discovering you are lovely, we are planning our next baptism celebration right now, and I would love to talk with you about what that means how to be a part of that. So whether this week or over the next couple of weeks, catch me and and let me know if that's you. If you have been baptized, we invite you to remember that baptism, to hear that voice just as it was proclaimed over Jesus. And as we find ourselves lovely, we then are in the place To love our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, and even our enemies. Love is active and always on the move, and we are invited to be a part of that story. This journey starts today at the table. The whole story really starts at a table and ends at a table. (laughs) And so each week as we come to the table to celebrate communion, partaking of the bread and the cup, we experience and we encounter grace. It is a means of grace for us, reminding us that no matter where we have been, No matter what we have done, his body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. He gave his life that we might experience life to the fullest. Eternal life flowing over us. The bearers of his image We have his breath in our lungs. And so we are reminded each time we come to this table that it is calling us to the deeper places in this story of love. So we remember that on that night with his disciples sitting at the table, he told them what was to come that he would give his life for us, that his body would be broken. He said, take and eat of this, all of you. Do this in remembrance of me and to let us know that his blood would be shed. He offered up the cup and said, this is, it's the cup of salvation, the blood of the new covenant poured out for you for the forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. His blood shed for you. This morning, as we come to receive and to remember and to encounter his grace, Our servers are going to tear off a piece of the bread for you. And then you can take it and dip it in the cup. As you do that, you can take it back to your seat and receive. If you would like to be prayed for, y'all, I'm going to be in the back corner. Pastor Allison is back there. If there's a way, as we embark on this journey, the journey of the new semester for some of you, for some of you, it's a journey of seeing that you are lovely. Wherever you are, As we embark on this journey together, would love to pray for you. You can meet us back in the back corner. Friends, I invite you to come. We have Lauren with our traffic directing um, lightsaber uh, to (laughs) welcome you, so we'll dismiss a row at a time. Come to the table, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Donna.